Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom-scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome, folks, to Call the Binge Wife. So, Roger, what binge are we reviewing today? Ted Lasso. Jamie that's gonna get stuck in my Jamie Tart Yeah. Ted Lasso. We're actually gonna cover seasons one and two of Ted Lasso today. Uh, because season three is coming up. So we want to get people all caught up before season three happens. Uh the first season dropped August 14th, 2020, uh, in the middle of the lockdown. I should say it like that so we don't get dinged by anybody. It's rated uh TVMA. Mostly because of the f bomb, one character is extremely free with that. Where to watch? <laughs> where to watch is Apple TV Plus. There are twenty two episodes, ten episodes in season one, twelve episodes in season two. But they're short. They're shorter, right? They're about thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. They're not. They're not super long. Yes. And it is a comedy drama, and it definitely uh, fits that moniker. Production staff notes, it was created by Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt, who were also in the show. They write, produce, star the show. One of the producers was from Scrubs. I can't remember his name, but... Was it Bill Lawrence? Yeah, Bill Lawrence. So so it definitely, there's some comedy powerhouse behind this. Cast of notes, like I said, Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso. Hannah Wadigan plays uh, Rebecca. Uh, Brett Goldstein plays Roy, the grizzled vet. Brendan Hunt plays Coach Beard, Ted's assistant. Juno Temple plays Keeley. And Sarah Niles plays Dr. Sharon Fields, the, the team psychologist. And Nick Muhammad plays Nate, another assistant coach. Rotten Tomato score is critics gave it a 98. Audiences gave it an 83. I don't understand people sometimes, <laughs> but it's got an 83. And <laughs> awards, it's won seven Critics' Choice Awards. Two Golden Globe Awards, both for Jason Sudeikis' performance as Ted Lasso, and uh, seven Primetime Emmy Awards, 20 nominations in 2020, setting a record for the most nominations for a freshman TV series ever. So it was was very, very highly regarded, and we're excited to share it with you today. So Ruth, what is the synopsis of Ted Lasso? So season one of Ted Lasso introduces the character Ted Lasso. So played by Jason Sudeikis, as you know, a good natured but inexperienced American football coach. He is hired to coach a struggling English soccer team. No, you should say football. Football. It's an English football team. I know. (laughs) Uh, For the Americans, soccer. Right. Team AFC Richmond. The show is based on a character that Sudeikis first portrayed in a series of promos for NBC Sports coverage of England's Premier League, and that was in 2013. The team's owner has ulterior motives, but (laughs) Ted's folksy, optimistic leadership proves unexpectedly successful. Despite the cultural differences 
and there are a lot an initial skepticism from the players and fans. I was thinking of what they call him. <laughs> they, call, they call him a wanker. Call him a wanker. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> yes. Ted's positive attitude and infectious personality quickly, or pretty quickly for most people, except for the guy who calls him wanker, wins <laughs> people over. The season is filled with laughter and heart, a lot of heart. As Ted navigates the ups and downs of coaching, he builds relationships with the players and the staff, sometimes with biscuits, <laughs> and inspires the team to come together and reach their full potential. What about season two? Season two builds on the success of the first season, and it continues to explore those relationships between the characters and adds new layers of depth to the storyline. And one of the key things is that Ted's optimism is put to the test because mm -hmm. he faces some new challenges and obstacles, showing that just because someone is a good guy, that doesn't mean that they he doesn't have problems. Mm -hmm. But his unwavering spirit and his ability to bring people together remains like this constant source of inspiration. So sometimes our path leads back to our friend, Michael, as we've said in other episodes. Yeah. And the first season came out and Michael was very adamant that I watched this show. And I was reluctant because I am not a huge sports fan. I don't like sports. I don't like uh, a lot of things about sports. And so, and I don't know anything about soccer. So I was just like, this is probably not the show for me. So it was interesting because we, I kind of ignored the first season. We're also, we at that time weren't real Apple Plus uh, viewers. And so you and I had a trip planned to Spain where we were both going to be gone almost a whole month, each of us. Mm -hmm. um, doing a couple of separate things, but then getting together and, and spending a week together at the end of this trip. And it was, you know, for me, it was 30 days or 31 days. And for you, I think it was like 26 or something like that. It was a long time. And before we left, we had started binging Yellowstone. Right. I, I believe we got through like one and a quarter seasons of Yellowstone. Like we were into like the third or fourth, you know, episode season of season two, two of, yeah, right? of, yeah, of Yellowstone. Yeah. And then we went on this trip. I certainly wasn't watching much TV while I was gone. I don't think you <laughs> watched a lot no. of you while you were gone. And so when we got back home, uh, we were like, oh, we got to start back up on watching Yellowstone. And honestly, right. honestly, we watched one episode and I just said, I can't take this anymore. I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. I can't, I, you mm -hmm. know, it was, it was very disconcerting that, you know, almost every episode, somebody gets killed, not just dies, but gets killed. And it seemed murdered. like, yeah, murdered. And it, se <laughs> and it seemed like, seemed like every almost every character had murdered somebody and it's like none of these people are redeemable this well, is some people say that's why it's good it's like yeah. shocking right Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah and so i was just like <laughs> I, I don't want to watch this you know michael says that this lasso thing is kind of good and uplifting and so i was like well let's try it and at that point uh season one had already been out and and season two was almost halfway done and so we started binging season one, uh, went straight into season two and had to wait about a month before it was over. And so, so sad that we yeah. had to wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's how we got that. I mean, from my perspective, that's how we got here. What did you think when I said, let's switch from Yellowstone to Ted Lasso? 
Right. Okay. And I want to say that we're disagree because I'm like, wait, I told you about it first, but I don't. <laughs> we disagree about who mentioned it to each other first. But I do remember you, Michael, you were saying something about it. But I was also like, I think we need to get Apple TV because I wanted to watch the morning show mm-hmm. at first. And then I was like, whoa, yeah. then you said, well, let's try it. So I don't remember. Unfortunately, I don't have enough evidence to really disagree with you and it doesn't matter because nope. <laughs> I feel like you introduce a lot of these shows but there are some that I have introduced that we watch together so yeah um, and it, maybe it was a combination of you saying hey what, what why don't we watch this and me going that's ah, sucker and it's apple tv and and, and Michael yeah. was probably saying the same thing at the same time and I was just I was just ignoring both of you probably no I don't know and then I didn't know the original ads that Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. did and I was like what but yeah Whatever the reason, which yeah. there were multiple, we watched it. Yeah, finally. Finally. And thank goodness we did. Absolutely. Let's talk about our three positives and one negative. You start first. What was your positive? This is super hard for me because <laughs> my list of positives for the show could take up a couple of Rima's paper, probably, <laughs> if I had the time yeah. to do it. Uh, so I tried to find the ones that I felt were most impactful to me. The number one thing was uh, dealing with toxic masculinity. So at the very beginning, the whole reason I didn't want to watch the show because I don't, I have not liked sports shows in the past. I don't like watching coaches yell at people. I don't like people manipulating people to get them to do what they want. I don't like to see toxic masculinity portrayed as something that we should continue to do. Absolutely. And so for me, it was very hard to to get into it. Once you you get past the first episode, it's like, well, that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There's there's not much uh, that that is toxic masculinity in Ted. Uh, He is super positive. I've and I have watched some YouTube videos that say that you know he might even exhibit toxic positivity. (laughs) That he's so positive. Uh, and Pollyanna that uh, he could become a negative. And and the only thing that I would say to that is, is that Ted's positivity is based on what he knows from the people that are around him. In the first couple episodes, he's still kind of searching for it. But, yeah. I, th- but I think his positivity is directed to a need and not just, oh, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. We'll win a game. It's no big deal. It's, right. it's really designed to bring the best out of people, whether they win or lose. And, and I just love that. I wish every coach in the world yes. uh, coached in that way. And so it was very refreshing for me that I didn't find, I mean, there are some characters that have some toxic, toxic masculinity, Jamie Tart, one of the, you know, the young hot shot, you know, yes. player definitely exhibits that, but in a minute I'll talk about, you know, um, how that changes. And so I, I was just very, very shocked at the fact that i'm watching a sports you know a sports-based tv show and that's either non-existent or at least being worked on (laughs) at the very yes yeah i thought that you described that really well i might need you to repeat that like you can just listen to this episode a couple times more (laughs) like a, a toxic positivity and it wasn't i don't think he had that because it wasn't like oh I don't care right that what win or lose it was there was a purpose behind that mm-hmm. and we'll talk about we'll delve into that yeah a so bit more so what was your first positive thing that you thought about the show 
My first is similar. It's Bill Lawrence's writing. He wrote mm. the male characters and the relationship so beautifully and how they interacted with one another. We're dealing with sometimes the heavy issues of life and death and parental relationships, mm. all the things like and within like competition, divorce, but with some humor and in a little bit different light, I thought. So there's too many male characters to name, but I loved Roy Kent's character in particular. Roy uh, Kent. Oi. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yeah, oi. <laughs> and the F-bomb. It just was hilarious his, the way that that played out. And then Sam Obisanya was great. Mm. And Nate. Oh, Nate. There's so much to unpa- unpack about Nate. Yeah, but you, um, you got to be careful about I that. Cannot, you, I cannot. Don't, don't want any spoilers <laughs> on that one. Jamie. Jamie Tart. Yeah, they're all at some level, they're all struggling in some form or fashion, those characters with the relationships with their fathers. I mean, and and what their fathers Mm -hmm. meant to him. Nate does that. Nate's dad kind of blows him off and treats him like he like he doesn't exist. Um, Sam's a little bit different. Sam has a very positive father, which is really cool. Yes. Sam's a player from another country and he's away from his parents and Ted kind of becomes a surrogate dad. But but at the same time, Sam's dad doesn't go away, right? He still has a really good right. relationship with his dad. And um, he challenges him. Yeah, yep. yeah, his dad's definitely a part of his life and challenging him. And Roy didn't grow up with his dad at all. He grew up with his grandfather, lost his grandfather when he was young. And, and so he's struggling for kind of like a father figure too. So I for, forgot about that, but you watched it like three <laughs> times. Right? I, so. I have, I have. <laughs> Binged both seasons three times and probably will binge it one more time before. I want to I want to watch season it one more time. I know. It's on the schedule. It's on the on the schedule. Great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, they're all kind of dealing with father issues at some level. And, and so for Ted to be that positive image of that instead of a negative one reinforcing those negative it just absolutely blew me away. Yes. Oh, and Beard. We can't forget about Beard because he was another significant male character, which yes. they kind of unpack more or build his character in season. Was that more in season two? More in season two, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's your second positive that you want to talk about? Yes. It's kind of related to the first one, but a little bit different, I feel like, is the way that they treat men's mental health issues. Uh, and so I was very pleased that addressing those mental health issues for a man was prominent in what they needed to do, not only as individuals, but as a team to kind of really become successful. You know, Jamie Tart has this horrible relationship with his dad and he's very self-centered and egotistical and kind of breaks through that. And even Ted is, you know, going through his own divorce and is just, you know, riddled with anxiety to the point where he has panic attacks, which absolutely just, shocked me you know i've been shocked in tv shows before but when he had that first panic attack in season one i was just like oh my gosh yeah Yeah. even even ted the 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 most positive person on the planet can have this panic attack and what do you do with it how do you how do you deal with it in a in a positive way and oh shoot i'm about to cry but but it's just Mm. having representation of men dealing with their stuff in a positive way was very, very refreshing. You know, some people might look at that and go, that makes sports people look weak and, uh, and sports people shouldn't be weak. And 
I just I say totally disagree. Yeah, you have to you have to give it time. I had a, a friend when I was talking about it that was you know into the first one or two episodes of of the series, and they were like, "Oh, this is this is rote, right? This is this is simple. It's it's very basic." And I said, "No, wait." <laughs> just wait yeah yeah when you first have to introduce ted yeah he seems like this goofball who's always using puns and you know and he's and he's bringing people gifts and he's you know he's just kind of this goofy guy cheesy yeah yeah yeah. but if you give this the series time it just it knocked me out as far as dealing men dealing with their mental health issues and because in our society whether it's england or the united states there's just not a lot of positive role models to do that. And I felt like Ted really showed that. The whole show kind of showed that. Yeah. I think like you said, or I I mentioned in the synopsis too, or going off what you said, that Ted is this really positive person. It's a good guy, but showing that, hey, people, mm-hmm. he has issues and really showing the mental health issues. And maybe it struck a chord because- I am someone that people say like, oh, I've never seen you angry or like, <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> um, or you don't seem like you ever have a bad day. It's like, no, I'm real. And I, I experienced those things and it's really good to show that or, or be vulnerable about the whole experience of a person. And so I thought that was great. And also doubly, triply, like you said, because of, of, he's a guy too and in the sports world that's just like also blew me away so what's your second positive ted lasso's character i i wrote as my second or thought about as my second positive so yes what you said like showing his struggles and vulnerabilities but also that character capturing the essence of maybe a teacher or coach or relative friend who was a true mentor like an in every sense of the world also at times like he wasn't he might not be an ideal coach like he's human and showed his mm. humanness I didn't have like that one person in my life but I did have a couple coaches um, one was Les Knutson our he was our guidance counselor and he was our softball coach he was just wonderful I adored him and I wanted to win for him mm. and that is really powerful and how do you get that? That was because he was, he was sometimes tough, but kind, or maybe I, and I was thinking about this, like coaching styles. Sometimes people respond to coaches who like yell or have a different style <laughs> that does not work well for me. So a little bit like, yeah, you can, you know, kick my butt a couple of times, but positive encouragement believing in the best his style and I would like to talk with my friends a little bit more about him or what we saw in him because I it was not just me we went to state our junior year and it was like the underdog story and we came back and from last place going into districts and you know coming out of that day we were first and went to state and he was so happy and pleased it was just like the one of the highlights of my high school years and yeah, I totally agree with you on all that. I think that the only thing that I would add is that for me, I think Ted makes people want to win for themselves. And they mm-hmm. don't want to necessarily win for Ted. That's part of it. You can't help it that to be part of it, but he really does instill this 
sense that you're good enough that you you want to win for yourself and I think that's really important especially as a coach or well that yes and I thank you for saying that because I really wanted to win for myself too Mm -hmm. of course but we wanted to it was both for me yeah for me yeah I agree one other quick thing is the way that Ted was in contrast with the dry Londoners (laughs) that was really funny it just was such a contrast, you know, with the English people. And um, so that was really great too. So what was your third? You have to keep it to three, right? Your third yeah. positive. <laughs> yeah. So so this is the big one for me. I really see that the show Ted Lasso, unlike some other shows, really exemplifies a concept or a trope that everybody's redeemable uh, for the most part. And there, there are one or two characters <laughs> that may or may not be completely redeemable. Uh-huh. But for most, everybody in the show, as bad as they started out, as big of jerks as they were, as horrible of motives that they had, they became redeemable. And and that is because Ted had grace for them. And, and that's just, it just blows my mind all the time. You know, and I go back yeah. to Yellowstone and people may be mad at me, but I just I just watch Yellowstone and and the the percentages are exact opposite where there are everybody's you know everybody said one or two people are redeemable and Ted Lasso I think that there are only one or two people that you know in in, in Yellowstone yeah in Yellowstone that are and, oh, but you said you were like nobody is redeemable like you were yeah. like not one like name one yeah about Yellowstone I, there are, and I know, you know, people can leave <laughs> comments as much as they want, but, but, uh, <laughs> and try to convince me. But I just feel like the show makes it seem like everybody's redeemable. And with the third season coming, I hope that that's true. I hope that ever, I hope 100% of everybody's yeah. redeemable. I'm probably not going to turn out that way, but, but I like to hope and think that it is. What's your last one, your last positive? Yes. Well, and maybe there ha- does there have to be a villain? That could be a whole other conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My last positive I'll mention is women supporting women. So Rebecca and Keely in particular, yes, it was so refreshing to just see them support each other and cheer each other on in their careers and in their lives. And I love that. I love knowing that they're good friends now offset as well, which is great. They're just so refreshing and awesome. And they're not competing. Um, and then I think Rebecca also triumphing over her jerky ex-husband. <laughs> That's really sad. Rupert. 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 Yes. And then I can't remember if Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, her interaction with Rebecca and Keely, but I, I just think her character is really noteworthy as well. In the area of men's sports, right? And coming yeah. in as a psychologist. Yeah. That and was the, really interesting. And the scene that she shows up at the clubhouse for the first time is just stellar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to again, I don't want to ruin it, but I just, you know, the whole time her conversation with Ted, because Ted didn't, I can say Ted didn't know she was coming. Uh, I just I just thought it was yeah. the most hysterical thing I'd ever seen. So <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, she's powerful, yeah. powerful woman, but at the same time. Uh, probably one of the most gentle characters in, in the show. So I, I enjoyed that. Yes. It seemed gentle, but there was a power. Yeah, there. yeah. What was your negative? I have to have one. I know. I had, <laughs> as I asked him that, I'm like, yeah. did you have one? What yeah. was it? Ted uses a lot of puns, a lot of dad jokes. 
<laughs> and and maybe the and he gets other people, <laughs> other characters to join him in that. And yes. it's like, can we just one character do the dad jokes? Not everybody have to, you know, do that. So I, I think that's probably if I have to pick something, it's a a, a little less punny would be nice for me. How about you? <laughs> a little less punny. I will say really quickly that yeah, sometimes beard and Ted, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, the punnies. Mine is for people who don't know about or like soccer or sports in general, might not watch it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we were talking about. So it's like, well, I don't know about soccer really. And what kind of sports show is it? So that would that would be my only negative. And it was really hard to think of something too. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So skip it or binge it. Definitely a must. Must binge. It was during the lockdown, so it just hit the right note during the pandemic for me. I think we were hungry for some good in 2020, and I I know we're not alone in that. I've I've read that, or you know, look at all the awards it's winning. Not just because of the timing, or maybe not at what do you think? How much of it was the timing, or the good acting, the story, all of it? It has such big heart. And I read somewhere someone said a comfort food watch, you know the perfect counter to toxic masculinity as you were talking about and I like the cheesy slogans as you know and the quotes (laughs) and I love that you love believe too one of the you know one of the slogans from the movie and we have a poster framed at the top of our stairs that says believe on it okay what about you yeah this is hard for me because it's like I think everybody should watch it and I know that's probably not the case (laughs) but I really do think everybody should give it a try and and that comes from a super fan at some level like you said i have a t you know your niece bought me a shirt that, that has the belief poster yes. on it and we have a you bought me the us the belief poster for christmas this year and she and, gave us a book and some bookmarks yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it goes a little bit beyond that people need to know that i traveled to europe last year for a couple months and spent a week in london i spent one whole day just traveling around to ted lasso uh, filming sites uh, all across London. That, that was a whole day for me. Like my mom was like, "Oh, you need to go to the London Museum." I'm like, "No, I don't. That's that's waste of my time. I have to go, you know, see where they <laughs> film this. I need to step on the pitch. I need to, you know." And did you I, tell her I got to go to where Ted Lasso? No, I didn't tell her. Or, or, time, no. Like what? Yeah, no, but I. You know, when I was out there on the practice field or near the practice field, I, like my face hurt because I was smiling so hard uh, for being there <laughs> yeah. that I'm just a super fan. So it's hard for me to to tell people, you know, don't don't <laughs> don't watch this. I think it's just yeah. I just think it's one of the most important. Whether we're in a lockdown or not in a lockdown, I think it's one of the most important pieces of television that's been created in the last five years. I just think it's very powerful, very important. And that um, kindness and goodness need to be lifted up in our yes. culture and especially through our TV. So I, I won't disparage Yellowstone anymore, but this is the exact opposite of that. And if we can find some more of that in the world, uh, I think we'd all be a little better off. Well said. So we hope you go out and binge uh, Ted Lasso, especially as the third season approaches. Uh, there is rumors that this will be the last season. Uh, for multiple reasons so uh, in total it's it's a very easy watch Uh, if you find something in this show that you think is valuable and you you enjoy our conversations that Ruth and I have together please 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 uh, like 
and subscribe or do whatever you need to to make sure that you don't miss an episode and also please rate and rank the show or review it it's the number one way you can help us get this into more people's ears and it's just a huge huge thing for us so we appreciate you doing that ruth where can people get find us interact with us and get in touch with us so you can email us at callthebingewife at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife. All right. We would love to see you. Yeah. You know, share with us what you think we should binge. And, uh, we'll, yeah. Yeah, and we'll put it on our list. Thank you for being here. And when you don't know what to watch, call the binge wife. Thank you for joining. <laughs>